Kimberly Rice, and you are tuned into the Secret Sauce Marketing Tasting Show, the groundbreaking podcast for business bosses, professional women, and anyone who is hungry to learn how to create the career, business, and life of their dreams by charting their own course. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Secret Sauce Marketing Tasting Podcast. Today, we're going to speak about the value and the details of following up um, in relationship building, in reputation enhancing, and in contact management. So, for working with attorneys, as long as we have, we know for sure that the one of the top three obstacles that they face and they struggle with on an ongoing basis is following up, maintaining contact with their clients, their referral sources, their um, colleagues, etc. Just the concept of following up is very difficult um, because life gets in the way. We understand that. So I wanted to give Um, our listeners today, five ways uh, to follow up effectively um, that may help short circuit some of the challenges that you face presently. So, of course, all systems um, begin with good concrete action steps. Um, So, in the context of following up, in connection with networking, we have to assume that you have the following. Number one, that you have a system with your support staff um, of what to do with the business cards that you bring back to the office um, following networking events, which could be in many different types of contexts. Um, Number two, if you don't, then that's another conversation that there are multiple systems to be developed um, as easy as what we one of the things that we recommend is to segment your contacts and at the very basic level of prospects referral sources active and inactive clients and so one of the ways to grow a robust network um, is to work with the contacts that you already have by categorizing and segmenting them by the types of of contacts that they are. Once you have that done, then moving forward, um, the business cards um, and the contact information that you bring back to your system, whether it's a CRM, a contact relationship management system proper, or it's something as simple as your um, email program, Gmail or Microsoft Exchange, etc. Um, that has that you can categorize them. Um, but working out a system with your support staff. So for example, if you're at a trade show and you come back with a dozen cards or a half dozen cards, that on the back of the card, um, you can, uh, you know, have a C for say, or, or an AC for an active client or an R for re- or RS for referral source, work out some system with your support staff so they know how and in what category and what list input your contacts and your new contacts. Um, 
that is extremely important for moving forward in getting and staying connected with your um, network and it also helps for follow-up um, tactics moving forward. So speaking of um, networking events that you know that I've gone to, I've noticed that 99% um, of people that I encounter, if they ask for a business card, they don't follow up. Um, and so I, as a matter of course, take it upon myself to ask for a business card if there is a reason to do that. Um, and if I think that there may be some synergy or some potential for alliance or actually a prospect that we feel like we have the services that this um, person may have a need for, there's all different reasons why I would ask for a card. Um, but one of the things that we know, and this is my point number one, is that we put some kind of note on the back of the business card um, immediately following an interaction. You know, so productive people take good notes um, for understanding and retaining the information of the person that they've met, just met. So it could be visually connecting the concepts that I'm discussing with the person that I've just made. That, that would keep it in my top of mind. Um, or we can put numbers next to follow-up items as we talk to this person. Um, and so I start to develop how we can build on the things that we're already talking about before the meeting is even over. After the meeting, I rely on the notes for follow-up um, or the content of my follow-up email. Number two, this is, a, this is just non-negotiable is you know the the contact information and the business cards that you collect at a gathering whether it be networking or a trade conference whatever the gathering is it is non-negotiable that you must email um email the person with whom you have interacted within say 24 to 48 hours so my process for my business and that one that i refer and recommend to our clients is to send a follow-up email within a day or two of the interaction. You know, I want my email's content to register with the recipient, so I write that with the I write the email with the reader in mind. So let's just assume that the recipient is busy, or of course, as we all, we receive too many emails already, and is already probably just skimming, not even fully reading the email on a, some type of. Um, smart device, iPad or phone, uh, iPhone, um, because now, of course, almost 70% of email is read on mobile devices. So I, may, I make sure that I make my points short, concise, and um, very to the point that can be read easily on a, um, an iPhone or a droid or a smartphone. So you know, writing paragraphs that look short on a phone, not on a browser. Um, embedding links to the materials that we're referencing, um, which can make it easier for the reader to learn about what we're speaking about. Using numbered lists um, that makes it easy for follow-up items and bolding key points. So if you begin with the end in mind of um, drafting an email, assuming that it's gonna be read on an iPhone, then it will make the drafting process easier and quicker and for the recipient for whom this is all for it makes it easier to read and respond 
Um, so that's an absolute non-negotiable follow-up action step um, and an effort to build your network, um, to develop the relationships, to nurture, foster those, and to develop that top-of-mind awareness when services are needed. So point number three as far as follow-ups is include actions for each follow-up item. So when I list each follow-up item in a separate numbered entry in a list, I contain an action that one or both of us can take to move the item along. So for example, um, I may offer to coordinate an invitation to a relevant invite-only invi event for the recipient. Or if we want to coordinate or align our calendars for a follow-up coffee, lunch, or some gathering, some in-person gathering, um, where we may dis discuss how we may be able to work together um, or one or both of us um, may have use for each other's services. So that's number three, including action items for each follow-up item. So it's very clear who is supposed to do what by what date. And then number four, you know, don't give away the farm, you know, save something for the, the another connection. So good conversations will often have many follow-up items. I don't, you know, you don't want to overwhelm your recipient um, and struggle what to talk about the next time. So even if you had a very full and robust conversation the first time of your introduction and interaction, hold something interesting for the next time. Um, so at least you have something in your back pocket um, that you can raise at another time that, you know, in the next couple of weeks, which will give you a reason to follow up with this person. Again, this is the relationship fostering that is required to develop deep, rich relationships on an, and get and stay connected uh, with your now growing network. The fifth item um, for follow-up is to make sure you schedule a three-week check-in. So all of our calendars are booked. You know, we all are so busy. But of course, you know, the, the most successful people uh, accomplish more in a day than most people accomplish in a week. And it oftentimes revolves around extraordinarily disciplined time management and prioritizing. So we want to schedule a follow-up in the calendar to follow up again in three weeks. You know, so you could have said, you know, I'm, I we are going to have coffee after we have coffee, you know, and we want to continue the relationship nurturing process. You can say, you know, it's great to have met you. It's great to have learned about you. I see what the, some of these needs are. This may be a way for us to collaborate, you know, but I'm going to be in life what it is. You know, I'm going to circle around the next couple of weeks to see if we can move this forward. Um, because I've, I've held on to something interesting to talk about from the last conversation, now the next email will not have to say, hey, I'm just checking in, let's talk again soon. So the fifth rule really is in addition to scheduling, say, a three-week check-in, is never sending an email without some type of substance. Never send an email saying just wanted to say hi to a professional contact. And that requires work. It requires work for us all to um, be mindful and in the service mindset of what the needs are of the person with whom we are developing a, a growing a relationship. So is there something that you have, that you've written, that you've produced, that has come across your transom that you can pass along that would be of value 
uh, potential value to the recipient. Um, I personally always send something, uh, whether it be a checklist or a tip sheet or a link to something that's on our website or something that we've just spoken about, something that I've discovered through open-ended questioning when we've had our interactions that I think would be of use, of real concrete, actionable um, helpfulness to the recipient. You know, so that, that it takes work, it takes discipline, it takes time management. Um, but building relationships with interesting people is one of the keys to an exceptionally fulfilling career. So these, these, the valueless emails create work for the recipient to figure out how they're supposed to respond. You know, so if they're oftentimes you don't receive a response, you know, more times than not, the recipient saying, well, what am I supposed to even do with this? So it, you know, all of our actions toward building relationships and networking and developing the relationships that we want to develop our, our um, clients all has to be done in, with such a service mindset. What is good for this recipient? What are their needs? What are their challenges? What are their pain points? And the only way that you're really going to find out is to ask them. So you have to have this grand plan in mind when you encounter people with some of the top of mind questions, you know, in a networking situation or where you're interacting is, you know, so what do you do? You know, I'm the HR vice president of a manufacturing company. Oh, that's really, what does that, that's interesting. What does that really involve? And so you keep digging and digging and digging until you say, so what challenges does that raise for you on an ongoing basis? Or given, you know, where we are in the workplace with the Me Too, how does that impact your role? And so you find something that you, that they are, they are challenged with or that they are, um, you know, have obstacles or they have issues or they have problems that need to be solved. And whether or not you as a practitioner can solve them, you just want to bring them to that solution, whether you personally would um, be able to provide your legal services or you could make a referral to someone who can. Um, and so I hope that that resonates uh, with folks. And one of the things that I'll add in the follow-up um, steps that we need to use on an ongoing basis is one of the things that I refer our clients to, and I've, I've written tons and tons of these, is to have a few email follow-up templates um, for the different type of people that you meet um, in your growing network, whether it is the profile of your ideal client and they, they are have a certain job title, or if it's a professional referral source, accountant, financial services, an engineer, architect, depending on your area of service and practice, um, and keep those in an email folder in your email um, program so you don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel. And so that will help you um, expedite the email process. To reiterate, to expedite your follow-up, and growing your network um, to draft and store email follow-up templates in your email account can um, shift the the chore of following up with your new contacts from many minutes to a minute or two. Um, so that's one way to sail through 
um, that first part of following up, which is so imperative to do. So I want to thank you for listening today. If you have questions, please let us hear from you. Um, there are no shortcuts to relationship building. We all know that people like to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And knowing someone is relatively uh, straightforward. Liking someone is about chemistry and bringing the service mentality to that interaction. Uh, but the trust part takes time. So the more touch points that you have with a new contact or a new client, um, it, the easier it is to nurture, foster, and strengthen, strengthen the relationship building pros process. So thank you for listening, and we look forward to uh, our ne next episode coming up soon.